Hello and welcome to Single to Soulmate. I'm Tanya Alberti, spiritual teacher, channel and medium for spirit, and soul-aligned relationships coach and mentor to men, women, and couples who are looking to have rockin' relationships both in and out of the bedroom. I do this by helping you heal the pain of your past, connect to your intuitive awareness, and align with your own soul, thus stepping into the best and highest version of yourself in order to attract that one-of-a-kind soulmate love that you're longing for. Welcome back. I am so grateful that you're here. Um, I am back after a long hiatus. Um, Unfortunately, had some family issues to deal with um, that took a considerable amount of time. So it's been several weeks since I've posted an episode. However, I am back and things are in full swing. So today's episode, what I want to share with you, is all about soul contracts and how those contracts impact your manifestation when it comes to calling in your soulmate. So this conversation is again with my uh, cohort in crime, Erica Ferrazzano, and we will be discussing how those contracts play a part, what we can do about them, what they are in the first place, and then how that affects your relationship and your ability to manifest that perfect relationship that you want. So let's get to it. Um, basically, I want to talk about this today because I think there's a lot of um, confusion around this. And we all have soul contracts. And this is part of part of the work that I do with people is looking at um, these contracts that we make when we incarnate. And we all do it. And part of the regression stuff that I do when I do past life regression, between life regression and do Akashic Records work, we go in and we look at these contracts. And a lot of people are under the impression, I feel, that um, your soulmate is always going to be like one specific person, but we have soulmate agreements with other people in our soul family. So you can have a soulmate that's a friend. You can have a soulmate that's a family member. And we all incarnate in groups and we take on these roles and we shift roles around with different incarnations. And in order to like learn and grow as we um, evolve as a soul. So there are times when you feel like you've met your soulmate, right? And it might turn out to be a completely challenging relationship. But um, when you find yourself in those challenging situations over and over again, you can't break out of that pattern, you might have a soul contract that's keeping you stuck. So these contracts are these pre-birth agreements that you have with other people that help you grow and evolve as a soul. So what did you want to comment on that, Erica? Yeah, I mean, I want to add the same thing in regarding of um, twin flame contract because when people think like oh twin flame contract it's forever like once you are you find your twins like our relationship gonna be like ironclad that is not true because like uh my galactic twin told me like 25 percent of people who are in twin flame journey that's including myself um we had to change our soulmate and twin flame contract because when the other person cannot be available, like in, in energetic level, like be same kind of like energetic level as you are frequency wise. And then when the person will take like 20, 30 years to get ready, then um, you can let's say when you are having a contract to have a twin flame babies and you can only have a twin flame babies between twin flames it cannot be with your soulmate then if the other person cannot be ready when your biological clock is ticking your soulmate need to of course these are always emergency clothes so your soulmate 
one of your soulmate is like, or two or three, is telling you, hey, if your contract doesn't work out with Twin Flame, I don't mind like stepping into um, his shoe and I'll be your Twin Flame. That happens. And I was talking to my uh, galactic twin, how, how can that be possible? Because um, Twin Flame person has to have a particular soul signature. Then he was like, that's easy because then I can just send my particle of soul to this soulmate and then soul will merge and then this person will replace from uh, by uh, to be a new soulmate a twin flame instead of uh so this person is no longer a soulmate and i thought this is very interesting and this is kind of happening to people who are having the uh, biological limit like you can't wait 20 10 years for um you know, they can estimate how long uh, your Divine Masculine's um, spiritual awakening will take. And then if that is too long or Divine Masculine is not doing anything, is you know, uh, spiritual growth-wise and try to stick into material thing and then keep on doing the same thing. Like they gotta, they gotta put uh, some kind of, um, you know, limit contract every contract do have some kind of a time limit and then soulmate wise it's the same thing like when i before my uh, speech awakening i i was going to this tar tarot card reader and then this guy is really 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 good and he doesn't do any tarot card reading uh professionally he's a bookstore owner like spiritual bookstore in queens so i was going to see him and then he only leaves for his friends. So I became one of his friends. And he told me, hey, you're gonna meet a doctor and then you're gonna marry to him. And then at that time I was going to nursing school. So that was what he saw during, you know, my soul, soul contract with my soulmate. But of course I decided to change my measure like at the end. And then like, oh yeah, that contract is gone. So it depends on your, life choice depends on his life choice there is a, a wiggle room for the soul contract like of course when soul contract is important my my higher self your higher self your man's higher self will try to direct us to follow that soul contract but ultimately we all have a free will, so it's not no beings can force us to follow the soul contract. So that's what I wanted to add. Right, absolutely. And those soul contracts, um, like you said, very much so. We all have free will, and our the contracts are made typically before birth at the free will of both of the souls who enter into that agreement. So before each soul is born like into this physical reality on earth, they make decisions about different life lessons with their spiritual counterpart. And um, the soul contracts for soulmates and twin flames are these agreements, you know, for being in divine union so that we can grow and learn. Right. So when you, your initial encounter with one of these people in your life is never by accident ever, ever, ever by accident. These are always intentional and they always come at very specific preordained, pre-agreed on moments in time. So because you hold a manifestation ritual to draw your soul to you, um, there's still divine timing, right? So you need to be in that um, vibration, but you get there because it's part of the plan, <laughs> if that makes sense. So these divine partnerships come into our lives by the universe when the time is right, according to universal agreement and synchronicity. So these written soul contracts are written in every single lifetime. So every time we incarnate, you know, we make an additional contract. So it's also possible to break them. You know, like I said, we have free will. So like Erica was saying, you know, you change, you change your mind, you change career choice, you change, uh, so you move somewhere or whatever, you ultimately come in with a plan, come in with contracts, but you can shift and change things because nothing is set in stone. If you make a decision to go a different direction, 
that may nullify that contract altogether because you're going to be in a different position, right? So these soulmate and twin flame contracts kind of start where and when your individual soul path meets that of your spiritual partner. So that contract is initiated prior to birth. And then when you meet that person, that's when the agreement starts, right? You agree on a certain time and place in that lifetime that you're going to meet. And that's kind of when it starts with that initial encounter. And then your higher self, your soul is always aware of divine timing. Um, but that's not always known by the personality that's in the avatar that we're in right now. Right. So we may not understand the whole divine timing situation. This is why it's so important to stay in contact and to stay in alignment with your higher self so that you can be aware of these things as they're occurring. Right. So and then our higher self is always guiding us and leading us to that next step so that we can meet that person we're supposed to meet. Right. So even as you know, as we move on in life, um, we meet these people, okay, because of divine timing. And our soul contract is going to really spell out kind of those experiences that our soul is wanting to have in order to really evolve and grow. And it's going to kind of be detailed in this contract what's going to transpire between you and this other person to help each other become better versions of ourselves, right? Erica, would you agree on that? Yeah, it is. It is definitely. But like, um, soul contract, like when we, we hear the word contract, we think like this is some kind of legal agreement. So people think this is very like solid and this is very like legit and this is very like unchangeable, just like we see the contract in human world. And this is very um, not true because I was, um, I was talking to Astor one day and then he was telling me that um, when you have to accomplish some kind of mission, you know, especially a starship, um, accomplishing mission is the most important thing. So who you're going to accomplish mission with is not primary importance, secondary or tertiary. So if um, your partner failed to enlist himself or herself to do the mission, then there's always backup people, you know, to fulfill. Because you can, some a lot of times, unless you are doing your individual missions, which we are doing that, but, but when we sign up for doing a team mission, like Twin Flame or Soulmate, when the other person cannot be available for whatever the circumstances, they are always plan B, plan C. So that is a thing. And, but the plan B and the plan C usually won't happen until, you know, your original person and you will reach certain growth level because you do also have a contract to, um, heal yourself or heal each other from your previous um, entanglement and the relationship and stuff like that. Even though everything is happening now and at the now moment, what is happening is because we do share the particle of souls in each timelines, um, we do get influence from what we call past life, um, which is not what we are living but soul shares the same um, particle, we do have energetic influences. And when we go through the traumatic experiences in the past life, of, of course we get huge influence from that. So what happened is um, it is important for us to release those. And, you know, when I go through past life, twin flame and galactic regression with client, it is very important to neutralize all this stuff, you know, you or the person have been go through the traumatic experience in the relationship, because a lot of times it forms as an attachment. And then it's difficult to move forward to do the mission because, oh, I must be with this person no matter what. 
But when you look at um, the situation in very neutral manner, when especially our divine feminine is going through extremely toxic relationship or is a twin flame, that is not something that you might want to go on and on and on and on. Especially you go through um, your own healing requirement and then you no longer have to go through the repetitious pattern with this person. So when you reach certain energetic level and the growth level, and then your partner, the original partner is not going through that with you. Because if that person is meant to be with you, he'll, he'll catch up with you in his own manner. But if he doesn't, after like, you know, 10, 10 20 years pass by, you know, you, you the, um, universe or your spiritual team are not stupid they're gonna have a backup plan so you are not going to go through any kind of ascension journey alone and then going through all this hardship and turmoil alone because it's not hardship and turmoil this eventually will change to growing through joy instead of growing through pain so when you are asked to choose how do you want to grow do you want to grow from suffering and the pain or do you want to grow from joy and that is a fork in the road when you are asked especially now a lot of us are being asked which road do you want to take and that is a part of the contract to yourself too like once you have a certain growth as a soul it doesn't make any sense to go through pain or suffering or challenge or even drama because that is 3D, 4D construct. And when you are asked to grow through joy, a lot of times your choice of the partner, the soulmate or twin flame will change if the other person is not, is not up to your level. So that's what I wanted at. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, I think one thing I come across a lot when it comes to working with my clients and talking about these contracts and looking at our soul contracts and looking at, you know, what is it that's holding you back from manifesting your soulmate? And I think there's a big difference when it comes to someone it's really about your understanding and your belief. If you really understand that we are all connected, we are all part of one. So if you have a desire to be with somebody, if you have a desire in your heart that you really are longing for that soulmate relationship, it's already done. You wouldn't have that desire if it wasn't already part of you. So that person is already there somewhere out there. Right. So if you're the kind of person that's thinking, well, I really want to manifest a relationship that lasts a lifetime, that is a, a perpetual soul contract. So that's um, it's not just a temporary contract. Like we make contracts with people for almost everything. So like you're in a contract with somebody who's going to be your mother. You're in a contract with somebody who's going to be a friend. You're in a contract with somebody who's going to be your boss. I mean, there are all kinds of contracts. And some are temporary and some are permanent, like perpetual for the whole lifetime. So when it comes to um, this divine sort of divine destiny element, it, you are divinely connected. You're, you're meant to travel together through the same path. You're supposed to be on the same path at the same time. And the thing is, in spite of the fact that you both have free will, <laughs> you can stay at any time and choose between a perpetual soul contract or a limited soul contract. But most people aren't really aware of the fact that they're already complete and whole within themselves. So this is that really deep universal truth you need to understand, not just understand, but really believe before you decide that you wanna manifest your soulmate. Because I think what I find is most people come to me because they feel like they're not complete. They feel like they're not enough. They have some sort of healing in their life that needs to be done around this feeling of unworthiness or you know, feeling like they're not good enough or they have to try harder. Or there's something missing or lacking in them. And then they wonder why they're continuing to attract bad relationship after bad relationship. 
Well, the thing is, relationships are meant to be like a mirror to us. And we can't, we will only recognize in that other person what is inherently true about ourselves. So what I mean by that is that if you're feeling incomplete and you're feeling lonely because you're alone in the moment, right? Then the kind of person you're going to most likely attract is simply somebody who's going to point out that belief to you that you're lonely and incomplete, if that makes sense. So this is why most couples fight, or I shouldn't say most, but many fight a lot because they're activating that recognition in the other person about their belief about themselves. So it's like that partner is continuing to point out that thing that you hold to be true about you, even though it's painful, but that's part of that journey. It's part of recognizing and understanding that you are whole and complete and you don't, you know, you don't need to do anything. You are perfect the way you are, period. And those relationships will continue to present themselves until you work on that inner aspect of yourself, whether it's needing healing, whether it's needing past life releasing, whether, you know, like I said, whether we go into the Akashic Records and clean that stuff up, whatever it is that you're truly believing about yourself is going to continue to show up in your relationships. So yes, if you really have a desire to have that soulmate relationship, it's out there. It's 100% possible because if you have that desire, you wouldn't even have the desire if it wasn't already there. Does it make sense? Am I making sense, Erica? Do you know what I'm saying? Are you following me? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Because um, when, let's say, a person is not having this um, desire to be with a soulmate, right? Um, these people are vibrating very low frequency way. So it's not about, oh, you know, um, I want to be with this person and then give love and receive love and we are going to be happy together. It's not like we concept, it's like you will make me happy, you know? And when the person is, let's say, um, vibrating in lower frequency way, um, which is a lot of people uh, usually are going through a karmic relationship. So they do have a karmic contract. And then majority of the relationship and the marriage on earth are karmic contract because most of the time, people who are not interested, interested in the subject of spirituality or awakening or starship or soulmate or twin flame kind of thing they don't even think about that uh, they don't even work on themselves so in a way to work on their soul and their soul growth is through relationship because you have to whether you like it or not so a lot, a lot of times people go through a karmic contract and then those contracts won't end until you finish, you complete your lessons from each other. It's not like, oh, I'm sick of this person and this is so toxic and I'm going to end this. Um, that's not going to be happening because unless you work on yourself and you understand why this is happening, even though the other person isn't changing, the most important thing is you have to understand why this is happening and working on yourself, healing on yourself. And then you say to yourself, you know, this is enough for me. You know, I don't have to put myself in this situation because I love myself, right? For example, or if you are the person who is inflicting pain on the person, you say, oh, I was very selfish, and then this is not how you will treat someone you love. So you learn your lesson, and then because you worked on yourself, you understand how selfish you are, for example, right? Or if you are getting those treatment, you understand that you don't deserve to treat it like that, no matter what kind of relationship. That is including people go through a twin flame relationship, right? Uh, it's not like a twin flame relationship is a 
rainbow and uh, snowflakes. You know, it's like <laughs> a lot of times it's a, a lot of challenging situation is happening. And then you, you are asked, how do you want this? A lot of times universe, universe will ask you, do you, do you really want to keep on going in this kind of treatment? And then you're working on yourself and you are like, okay, one day you realize this is not what you want. And that's when your soul contract um, will change. The permanent contract won't change, like Tonya was saying. If you want to be with your true love, you will. The point is, whom that will change depends on how you want to be treated you think like okay um i don't care what you call in this relationship i want loving mutual mutually loving relationship with the person and they will be happy together and we will grow with each other that that is what you want you will proceed to that direction and then sometimes you are asked to leave the person who you think was, or you thought was the love of, love of your life. A lot of uh, times when I, um, I read uh, Akashic Record and uh, Twin Flame uh, Soul Contract Record, not everybody is in the Twin Flame relationship. They think they are, but they are in a karmic relationship. And they think like, wow, uh, you are having extremely physical, strong physical attraction. And then it's very difficult to leave from this person because you keep on meeting with this person or universe is somehow reuniting you with this person. And then people think this is a twin flame relationship, but this isn't. Uh, and when person is in a karmic contract, universe will make sure it won't end until you finish. At, at least your side, both sides don't have to complete the contract. You have to complete your side. So you have a choice to walk away if you want to. So yeah, the soulmate uh, contract or true love contract is out there when you put your intention. But it is very important to be flexible not to be so um, adamant about it has to be with this person. Because maybe someone out there who is better than who you are dealing with right now. Maybe that person might be better match for you and fulfill everything you ever wanted. Exactly. And that's something I wanted to bring up for sure. Um, that... Okay, I think there is, people need to understand that when I talk about our soul contracts and soulmates, twin flame soulmates, both, when you incarnate, you incarnate with a group of people and, and you have a group of people that you've made contracts with prior to coming here. And the person who might be your ideal match, everything you've ever wanted, your soulmate, when you were 20 may not be the same soulmate, ideal love of your life kind of person you desire that'd be perfect for you when you're 50. So this is why I think people get caught up thinking like, I have to find my one, that one soulmate that's out there. I know there's only one and that's it. So when they meet somebody who ticks off all those boxes initially, and as they evolve and grow and things change, they may find that they're unhappy or things aren't, you know, like maybe that relationship is ending or maybe it's manifested into something different and they're not happy anymore. And it's not that person. Whereas, you know, when they first started their relationship, they thought, oh, this is definitely my soulmate. So here's the thing. I don't believe when it comes to romantic partnerships that there's necessarily one single person. And if you miss it, you're done. Because I believe we, we have different contracts with different people for different points of our life. And it very well may be just one person that's going to be the love of your life forever and ever and ever. And you meet them when you're 18. That's fabulous. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you've met and fallen in love with somebody that can't, that isn't a soulmate contract, but perhaps 10 years down the road, you go your separate ways. It doesn't mean there isn't another soulmate contract out there for you, if that makes sense. Because you can have many different soulmates and the universe is going to keep sending you the perfect partner to help you at whatever stage at you're at with your growth. So there's always that perfect partner for you, even though you may feel like the perfect one you had was when you were 20. It doesn't mean there's not a per another perfect one out there for you because there always is. If you're, like I said, if you have that desire to manifest a soulmate and that perpetual, you know, that, that long-term loving relationship and you just ended a relationship with somebody who you thought that was it, it doesn't mean that that's it, that's over for you. There's never another one out there. That's not, that's not it at all. You can always call in a new partner that is going to be that soulmate type of relationship because those contracts were formed prior to, like there are certain things that were divinely planned out before you ever, um, before you ever incarnated and say, say this person who you thought was your soulmate changed their mind. And, you know, like I said, cause we have free will. And so they want to end this relationship with you. And so that contract is going to be dissolved. It doesn't mean like you have to understand that we are multidimensional. We exist in parallel lives. We exist in multiple dimensions, multiple realities, multiple timelines. And our higher self is so vast, so immense. You really can't even wrap your brain around it. So the fact that just because one relationship is ending with someone who you thought was your soulmate doesn't mean that there isn't another soulmate lined up for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So this is why it is very important to be flexible. And then um, it is very important to focus on you, you know, not the focusing on, oh, it has to be with this person. Seriously, <laughs> even in the twin flame um, relationship, it's not the one, you know, if your one is not uh, qualified to be the one, there's always another one. That's how it works. Um, so it's it's like um, when a person is focusing on this person, like I know a lot, some of the dating coach or relationship coach, they teach you how to get you, you back with your ex, which is sort of pointless, according to my opinion, because um, the person is ex, there's a reason for it, because you have finished your soul contract. So, a lot of times when I, I've, I've asked to, can you heal my twin flame? I, I can't because that is violating the, the other person's contract. I can heal you. And then your divine masculine's uh, change may happen because you're healed. But I can't heal your partner because your partner is not, not asking me to heal him, right? So it's like having attachment toward one person or one thing it's kind of like um slowing you down to be with the one your person true love because we think like there's only one timeline there's only one destiny there's only one way to go or when we have like expectation this has to happen this way we are limiting so much possibility that universe can bring us to 10 times better than what you thought in your head. You know, it is very, very, very important to be flexible to live at now moment and treating you with love and see what's going to happen. If you are in the separation or the time you experience the breakup with your twin flame or whatever right especially which is really important and then even like when you're single and the, you you're thinking like oh I, I i'm not meeting my soulmate like all these guys i date 
they are all jerks. Um, maybe it is very important to focus on you now. And then after you focus yourself enough to heal, heal yourself. And then um, maybe when being with this person or being in love is no longer your priority means you may be focusing on your career or focusing on your dreams or something else besides love. A lot of times that's including um, my client and then people who come to me at my individual service at the Etsy store, they are like um, experiencing this um, change because you are no longer attached with one particular person. So all of the new beginning or all of the shift happens because you're no longer in legit dense kind of uh, way. So your spiritual team or angels or your star families or universe can work around you to get you what you want because they are seeing you being working on yourself and then, you know, uh, having a legit way of manifestation is not really manifesting anything. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one thing that I think if anybody follows any of the well-known um, law of attraction and manifestation teachers, you know, most everyone's heard of Abraham Hicks. One of the things that that is always mentioned is, is especially with Abraham, is taking your focus off of what it is, right? You can't look at things how they are and expect to call in something different because where your attention goes, that's where the energy flows, right? So it's really important to have that healthy relationship with yourself. You know, whatever you want out of that soulmate relationship in the future, you have to reflect and, and give that to yourself first. So if you want somebody who's going to be, say, you know, really loving, attentive, be that for yourself first. Um, don't focus on the fact that you don't have what it is that you want right now. It is so key to focus on something else, right? Focus on, if, if that's something you can't get your thoughts around, like if you are in, like, say, okay, let me give you an example. So say you're struggling financially and you're constantly worrying about having enough money to pay the bills. That is not going to bring more money to you. Okay, it's the same thing with the relationship. If you're constantly focused on crap, I'm still freaking single, this sucks, and I don't have anybody to go out for Valentine's Day, and I don't have anybody to go out to this party with because I'm single, it sucks, it sucks, I want a relationship. If you're constantly in that energy and embodying that vibration, that is going to persist. You are going to continue to stay there. So it's really important to, if you need to, if you can't get yourself to stop thinking about it, it is by far better to drop it and think about something totally different. It, it, like Erica said, focus your attention on your business. Focus your attention on whatever your lifelong dreams are, whether it's going back to school or um, losing weight or being healthy or whatever it is that you can refocus your attention on so it gets it off of the whole relationship situation will be by far better, more productive for you unless you can put yourself into that vibrational place of it's already done. You have to, because the universe doesn't differentiate. The universe doesn't differentiate between, oh, this is something I really want, but I keep thinking about this instead. No, the universe is only going to deliver to you what you are constantly in the vibration of. So you have to be in the vibration of, I already have this. I have that perfect relationship. I am so happy. I am, you know, I am loved. And it helps by starting with yourself first. You know, be that for yourself. Love yourself. Be all of those qualities you're desiring, right? Because if you want them to treat you kindly, you have to treat yourself kindly. You know, you have to speak nice words to yourself. If you want them to be grateful for you, then you need to be grateful for yourself. This is so important. 
It's really, really important. And um, secondarily, I would say it's really key, like I said, well, not even secondarily, this is probably the most important thing, is being in connection with source, with whether you call it God, whatever your religious beliefs are, it doesn't matter. It, be in contact and connection and have a relationship with the divine um, towards that oneness. Because you realize, you have to understand that that soulmate relationship is just a reflection of your relationship to the divine, your relationship to God, to source, whatever terminology you use. Because there's no difference between different kinds of love. It's all love, right? And essentially you're trying to, demand, to, to manifest divine love under the guise of romantic love, right? Isn't that what we all want? We all want unconditional love. We crave it because that is what we are at our core. At our core essence, who we are as a soul is unconditional love. That's what we come from. That's what we return to. That is why we crave it because like attracts like. So we are, you know, craving that unconditional love. And really it's divine love. Like I said, it's divine love manifested and masquerading around as romantic love. So this is why it's really important to develop that relationship with source, with God, with the universe, whatever your jam is, however you perceive that. Because when you feel that divine connection, when you feel that divine connection with source, with that oneness, when you really get into that sense and feeling and embodiment of we are one, that's when you're going to really manifest someone who is that for you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you are manifesting the mirror image of who you are. Like a lot of times people are saying twin flames are mirrors, which is yes and no. Um, you will manifest how you are vibrating, your core vibration, how you're vibrating basically right now, not in the past. So when you shift your focus off from I gotta be with this person or I gotta I gotta be with true love right now. Um you're kind of stopping yourself to be with this true love. Um so it is very important for the most important thing my guide taught me about eight years ago, it was stop having expectation. Because when you have expectation of something happening whatever in love in korea in anything and then when it doesn't happen then you will keep on experiencing the series of disappointment instead of living in the now moment and not of course you set your intention like i want to be with my true love so universe your spiritual team your galactic team everybody knows your intention is because it's there but when you set that intention, but you are not having any expectation how you're going to meet this person or when or this person has to be this person. Of course, you can have a list and they know your list. So you'll have the person you put on the list. Unless it's 30 list, it's going to be so difficult to match everything. But when you have a basic list of the person, then universe is going to start sending you one by one, and then you will be the judge to say, okay, it's almost like a, a choosing your house in real estate. You have a couple of the house you feel like you like, and then you check out each house and see this is what you want, or this is quite not the way I want it. It looks good in picture, but it didn't feel right. That kind of thing. So you will experience that. That's what basically dating is for. So no matter what kind of um, situation you are in in love you know situation you're single um even including when you are during the separation with twin flame or whatever it is very important to date when you are in the place to date or you feel like you have enough energy to date besides doing everything else you want to do because that will open up your because you need to take an action and then it will open up your intention that I'm open to be with my true love. Then it is very easy for your spiritual team, your angels, your universe to send you the candidate and you will be the one who will decide what you want to do instead of waiting. And then waiting only going to 
manifest the waiting situation. You will be keep on waiting forever. And that's what no, no of us want to do. So it is really um, important to be aware of who you are, how you're vibrating, um, where you are at the right now. And when you stop having any kind of expectation, but you set, set your intention, I wish I have your true love or whatever, and then let it go and then things will happen much faster. A lot of times when we are not really expecting anything, especially in love department, uh, your person will appear all of a sudden and then you, you would say, wow, I wasn't expected to meet this person, you know? That usually happens because you're not putting any kind of heavy uh, energetic weight on it. Right, and that is so true because that, Honestly, and that's what happened with me, a hundred percent. And it's and it's um it's like that with anything, you know. When you're looking to manifest anything, you have to be the vibration of what you want. You have to embody the vibration of what it is that you desire, because that's what's attracting it to you. And when you can, like, let it go. And when I mean ex expectations, you know, not having expectations that oh, it's going to be here by next week. Oh, that oh, they're going to show up you know, next month. I mean, have the expectation that it's done, you know, that this is done, that I know they're coming. Have that awareness and knowingness that it's done, but then let it go. You know, expect that it's coming, but don't put conditions on it. You know, like the conditions of, oh, I have to be married by the time I'm 30 because I have this plan. It's all great if you want to, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that desire, but don't force that expectation because it limits what the universe can bring you because you're putting too many conditions on it. And I mean, you want to have an awareness of what you desire and you can be specific. There's nothing wrong with being specific about what you want, but it's kind of like set it and forget it. You know, it's kind of like when you make, I don't know, any of you are moms or married, have families, but I work during the day, so I tend to like to make dinner easy because I'm all about ease and flow. I want ease in my day. So what I will do, my Instapot is my best friend, and I will um, gather up all the ingredients of whatever it is I want to make, right? So I gather up all the spices and the seasonings, and I put everything together, and I throw it in the Instapot, and I walk away. That's what you're doing. You're gathering up all of your desire. Okay, what is what do I desire? What do I really want? Put it all together, embody the vibration of knowing it's already done, putting it in the crock pot and walking away. And that's and that's what you're doing because you can you can have the expectation of this is what I want. So in my recipe, I know that what I want is gonna end up looking like, you know, whatever I'm making, cracked chicken or something. I don't know. But um you're not constantly going back and looking at it every five seconds saying, oh my gosh, is this going to come out? Oh my gosh, is this going to work? Oh my gosh, is this going to be okay? Oh, I don't know if this is going to come out right. Because you followed the recipe. Of course it's going to come out right. You just leave it and walk away. And that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're putting yourself in the vibration of, yes, I know this is done. This is what I want. I know it's coming. I know it's happening. But I'm not going to put the conditions on it by saying, I better hurry up and check every five minutes to make sure I know they're coming. And that's kind of what we're talking about, about not having that expectation, allowing the universe to bring to you. And you have to be in that state of allowing and receiving. It's really important because you have to allow the universe time to work behind the scenes. You have to allow your guides to put you in the right place and time. Again, another reason why it's so important to be in connection with your inner guidance so that they can lead you. So your soul can guide you and nudge you. And when they hit you with that intuition of, hey, why don't you go to the grocery store this afternoon when you're sitting on the couch watching TV and you're like, why do I want to go to the grocery store? Well, maybe you're going to run into Mr. or Mrs. Wright while you're there. You never know. Follow your guidance. That is super important. Hey, Catherine, so good to see you. Did you have a question or comment? Um, I just wanted to comment on, um, you know, when we have these this belief that we are deserving of um, a true partnership in our life that's healthy um, compared to what we've had in the past and we understand these lessons. How do you get through 
I guess the sadness of it, like, um, I understand, like you put it out there to the universe, you, you sit back, you do your thing, but I don't understand how you deal with that. The sadness, the, the lonely part of it, it, you know, just because you believe that this is deserving, it doesn't seem to eliminate that the sadness and, and some of the despair you feel through your journey because you're, you're lonely. And as a human being, you still want connection. And sometimes you can just feel deprived of it because you are waiting for that special someone and you are working on yourself, but you're not necessarily willing to put yourself in the dating game because you understand you're already attracting broken people. So, you know, you trust yourself to know like, oh, you know what, I'm not ready for that because we've been there, done that. So it's more so like, how do you handle the emotional um, despair of it all? And and does that block you from manifesting your soulmate? Like as a human being, you still experience these emotions. It's part of the human experience. I don't understand how you get through that, that, that sad part of it all, because it is sad. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Catherine, no, I totally get that. I know we've talked before about this, but um, when it comes to those feelings, this is where the inner work comes in, right? This is where that healing work comes in. And in spite of the fact that, yeah, it's one thing to know that cognitively, right? It's one thing to believe that your soulmate's on their way, but we're still stuck here in the muck and mire of earth. We're going to have feelings and emotions. Your thoughts drive your feelings, right? Your feelings drive your actions. And those, it's really helpful, I find. And I've worked on this with my clients too, but when you're in these emotional feelings and you're going through grief, you're going through loss, whether it's loss of a relationship or whatever, you know, you're going to have those feelings. You're going to experience that. And whether it's loneliness, sadness, these things are going to pop up, right? What I find works best, and I work with the angelic realm a lot, and I work with people to help them release that to their angels. So I ask spirit. So if it were you and you're feeling particularly lonely, call on spirit. Spirit is the ultimate healer, right? So call on your angels, call on your guides, ask them to help lift that burden from you. And, you know, spend time, like I said, it's so, so key to be in connection with your guidance, with your divine soul, with that I am presence that is your soul, right? Because that you're here to have these experiences for a reason. Your soul wanted you to have this experience for a particular reason for you to evolve and grow. So connect in with your guidance. Ask, what am I supposed to be learning right now? What can I do to ease this pain? What can I do to release this suffering? And call on your angels. Your angels will help remove that from you. I know because I've done it, right? I'm not just saying this is a pat answer. This is the work I do with my clients. This is the work I've done within myself. So it is 100% possible and it can be instantaneous. It can be instantaneous. You don't have to suffer for forever, but you have to be done suffering. You have to be ready to be done. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, as we go through grief, grief is going to continue to pop up in different ways, right? Um, whether you've lost a relationship that was particularly meaningful to you and you're going through that experience. And, you know, how they say time heals all wounds. We all go through the grief process of the anger, bargaining, denial, all of that stuff, right? And it's going to happen, but allow it allow it to come in and allow it to release. I think so many people hang on to feelings because we don't want to feel the bad feelings, right? Because it sucks. It fucking sucks. And you don't want it. And you don't want to feel that way. So what happens is a lot of people find so many ways to shove those feelings down so that they don't have to feel it. And whether it's, you know, taking up workaholism, alcoholism, using drugs, using other things, using sex, all kinds of different ways to avoid feeling those feelings is dangerous, right? Because what happens is you stuff it down, it ends up as energetic blocks. And yes, that is what's going to continue to cause you to continue attracting relationships. They're going to reflect that back to you, that you're wounded, right? That's a perpetual cycle unless you can get yourself out of it. And this is why, and I know we've talked about this, but I know this is part of the work that I do with I'm helping people release these emotions, go back and looking at where this is coming from. How can we let it go? 
and healing that stuff from you and pulling it out energetically. But that's where it starts. It starts with being connected to the divine and connecting to your own I am presence. So whether you believe that that's God, your soul, Jesus, Buddha, whatever, the universe, however you perceive that to be, the God of your knowing, that is how in the moment I find that that helps the most. And just really calling on the divine and say, hey, can you please, please help me release this? But knowing that you have to be ready, because I think some people suffer for the sake of suffering. You know, not everybody, but I mean, I think it's one of those things that becomes a part of your identity sometimes that people um, are like so wrapped up in this I'm not enough belief that it's really hard for them to release it to the divine because they're like, that's who I am. It's my identity, right? But it's not. (laughs) It's not who you are. You are whole and perfect and divine, period. There's nothing at the end of that sentence. There's a period, full stop. And if you can really embrace that knowingness that that your soul wants to help you through this. Spirit wants to help you through this. Your divine guidance and your guides and your angels all want to help you through this. So call on them when you're having those experiences, when you're feeling particularly sad, when you're feeling particularly lonely and ask them for assistance, ask them to help you. And then also, you know, just from a practical perspective, it's really helpful to, you know, whether you're working with somebody or calling on friends and calling on other people to help you, we are meant to be a tribe. Like we are a group. We are a collective. We are not individuals unto ourselves. You don't have to suffer alone. You know, reach out to people who can help you. Reach out to whether it's a friend, a family member, a loved one, people who've gone through it. Um, People are out there willing to support you. Erica, did you want to add anything to that, honey? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, when we go through this self-work, inner work, you don't really have to do it on your own. Um, Especially like trigger comes to you in terms of a relationship, like you went through um, turmoil and a challenging time or betrayal or heartbreak or grief and loss. I've been through that. it is like, let's say like, you know, uh, you go to a professional like myself or Tonya, and then it is like important to, the professional can remove the core part of it. And that's what I did on my own too. I went to my mentor and then um, I asked her to, because I don't want to take this, um, uh heartbreak thing uh with my twin gonna be 10 years you know i wanted to i wanted to have a short recovery as short as possible and she took the root cause of what is happening and then you have to go through when trigger happens each time and then before then like you know um i usually go through a um Twin frame regression. I do that on my on me, or I do with my client. And the reason why this is really happening, I mean, helpful because um, when you understand why you go through a repeating cycles, like mentally, and then you know you've been through that ten thousand times in the past lives, then you can make a decision. You can make a strong decision. Do you really want to end up same kind of experience in this life? Or you want to change yourself? Because you know you already been, been through that same experience, same cycle with your old twin. So you can make a new decision. And when you make a new strong decision, and you make a commitment to yourself that I am no longer go through this cycle ever again. So you dis- you make a decision to heal yourself, and then every single time a trigger happens. Um, I've been uh, separated, not separated. <laughs> I'm not no longer with my ex twin, and then I'm co- in contact with my new twin telepathically now, uh, but. Trigger does happen um, maybe every six months or something. And when it happens, 
you really have to go through this. You have to locate where the pain is in your body, and then you have to you have to locate if it helps you to pinpoint which part of your body, like touch the part with your finger, and then you feel through the pain. I know it is painful, but when I go through the、uh, coaching or healing with my client. It's never gonna take more than five minutes when you focus on this pain. Most drastic ones maybe ten minutes, but usually one to five minutes when you focus on this pain, it you kind of like dissipate, and you you know whatever the energy stuck in your energy field is leaving. So once that is gone from you. You did your inner work, and a lot of times it's very difficult to pinpoint like what is your root cause or what is happening. Yeah, so that is a time you can go to professionals to see. Okay, I did get rid of the root cause, and then a lot of times people think like, okay, once it's gone, it's gone. Well, trigger does happen. Even you get rid of the root cause with a professional trigger does happen, so that is your job to go through the trigger each time it happens, and each time you experience your trigger, it goes away less and less and less, and you are not going to experience when you get rid of little bit of the debris. Because every single time you work on yourself, you get rid of the chunk of this energetic stuff you've been holding onto in your soul journey, and once it's gone, and then little bit chunk remains. And next time you go through the same trigger, you're getting rid of all this debris, and then eventually it's gonna go away. And then the time you go through. The trigger will be less and less and less. So each time you do that, you're proceeding yourself to new love, and this is like really, really um effective because I personally went through this, and then I went through with my client as well. So that's something I can add to you. You know, don't be afraid of go through when. Some kind of painful trigger happened to you, Catherine, and then just feel through it. Locate the location, and then decide what size it is. Is it the size of basketball or tennis ball or a little bit small rock? And then go through the pain, and then when you go through it, you know it's gone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking about too. Finding that pain in your body and then releasing it—it's—it's really—it can be super fast. I mean, you have to be ready to let it go, but it can happen instantaneously. You know, like Erica said, it only takes a minute or two. Is it Myra? I don't know if you had a question or a comment, honey. Mike is yours. Oh, hi, hi, everyone. Uh, I have a comment or some sort of caution. Like, I am into manifesting, like. I can manifest someone, some person, specific person, but I'm not sure I'm manifesting the right person because there was one guy, and I am I used to manifest him when we had a fight or something, and he、uh, come back, but now I'm not sure whether to manifest him or not because he is the right person, he is or not. I don't know. Well, I would ask if you're happy, and if you're happy, then things are going to evolve the way they're meant to. If if you're unhappy, you have a right to make the choice as to whether or not you want to be with this person or not. Right? We all have free will, and when it comes to those soulmates and contracts, like we were talking about before,、um, <clears throat> things change as we evolve and grow, and we're always manifesting. Yes, but at the same time, there are people who.、Um, We have contracted with before this lifetime, so anyone you're in a relationship with is definitely a contract. Okay, so it may be that this contract is is ending its course, 
Um, it may be that this contract was meant to show you something within yourself that needs to be addressed, something that needs to be healed or a belief that needs to be changed. Um, because soulmate relationships, when you are healed and you are in connection with the divine and you have really gotten to a better place in your life where you've embraced that sense of self where you know you love yourself, where you know that you're worthy, you know that you're deserving, you know that you are that essence of the divine, that soulmate relationship, that particular soulmate relationship that comes to you is going to be easy. It's going to give you that sense of acceptance and of love, of that connection that you're looking for, and it's going to flow easily. Now, not that it's perfect, because nothing in this plane and this 3D reality is perfect because we live in duality. But um, it's going to be easy, right? So if you're finding that you're having a lot of conflict in that relationship, it may be a karmic relationship. It may be something like a twin flame relationship where you get that sense that it's a soulmate, but there's a lot of conflict. That could be a twin flame. I mean, it's just one of those things you kind of have to dig into and look at a little bit more deeply. Like I said, connecting with your guidance is key. But if you're really ultimately unhappy, I would encourage you to move on. Because there's always somebody else that is going to be filling those needs that your soul needs in the moment. Erica, I don't know. What are you suggesting for her, honey? Yeah, make sure to have a list, not a 30, five, something you want budge. And then if this person fits with what you want, what you really want, what I makes like you happy, then, um, then you might want to think about that, like Tonya said, if you're happy or not. And if it doesn't, there's plenty of people around. So, you know, you may be manifesting this person or somehow this person is appearing. Doesn't mean this person is the one. There's plenty of the person available. So, yeah, it's a good idea to work on yourself. But before you will make a decision, make sure if this person is really giving you what you want. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank you so much. Sure. Well, I hope that's helped everybody. It's This has been a great conversation. We're really grateful for everyone that's been here, that's been listening. And that is it for today. Thank you so, so much for being here. It's been my pleasure to be able to finally be posting again. And I just wanted to mention to you all, if you have any questions, if you're concerned about, you know, what it is that your soul contracts are, or how do you heal yourself from that sense of unworthiness or past life issues coming forward for you, um, and you have questions about those things and you're, you're ready and you're in that place to start that process of healing for yourself, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email is info at tanyaalberti.com or you can find me on Instagram, direct message me. It's at I am underscore Tanya Alberti and you can find me there. And of course you can find me on my website, www.tanyaalberti.com. And again, feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to answer questions and I'm happy to help you in any way that I can. So thank you again for being here. And I look forward to posting again next week with another fabulous episode. Take care and have an amazing, amazing day.